You are listening to the Business Minute of Pure Conversation podcast. In this interview clip, we discuss financial habits. This is an opinion-based podcast. So, so it seems like a lot of the things that you deal with are, are more about, you know, habit breaking and creating good habits. I would say that that that, that would be seems, you know, uh, mostly the line of of what you're trying to teach people. So, how does it seems like? Uh, you know, firstly, breaking habits is probably the hardest of the two. So, so how do you convince someone to break a habit? And then, you know, how, and is that different or is there another way to develop a good habit? I always use the example that growing up, we, we, we went skiing. And um, before, you know, when we first went the first few times, my dad, um, who I'm very close to and who still enjoys skiing once in a while, um, he had skied, uh, let's say, 10 times before he took a lesson. And by the time he went in for that lesson, it was too late. He had already in those 10 times developed, you know, poor ski habits that now needed to be unraveled and retaught. And it, you kind of always just go back to, to what you're doing. So um, the only thing I would tell people who are not young and starting out is they must have patience. They have to, you know, they, they say with women when they're pregnant, it takes nine months to put it on. It takes nine months to put it off. To take it off. If you took 20 years to develop a bad financial habit, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and be debt free. And you have to be willing to stick it through, to stick it through that time where you're going to be able to improve your habits and improve your numbers. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is, like you said, it's the two words I use are, are aware and deliberate. I want people to be aware. Once they've met with me, they can never be unaware again. That, that, um, you know, naive, hey, I don't really know what's going on. It's, it's you're done. <laughs> Once we've met and everything's on a piece of paper, you're now aware. Um, and then the key after that is to be deliberate, to make decisions that are deliberate. I never tell somebody you cannot spend on A, B, or C. It doesn't work that way. But if you're going to spend on something, on anything, you need to know in advance what you've decided and why you've decided that. And they can't be haphazard and you can't go and have a, you know, a run at the, at the whether it's a grocery store or a clothing store and just say, oh, I've got away from me. You've got to be deliberate if you want it to work. Uh, people who are paying off debt, I'll give you the, the best example. And this is, um, there, are, there are two methods or two main methods of, have, of how to pay off credit card debt. Um, either you can pay them off the highest interest rate card to the lowest, or you can pay them off the smallest debt to the largest. Now, if you want to look at pure numbers, it makes more sense to pay off your higher interest rate cards first, and then you're lower. Why would you pay off a card that's at 12% before you're paying off a card that's at 24%? But it has been proven, and this is a big Dave Ramsey thing, it's called the snowball method, that just mentally and in once you get little wins, it encourages you to keep going. So if you can pay off a $1,000 debt or a $1,500 debt and then leave the $8,000 debts for last, it kind of doesn't matter what the interest rates are. It matters more that you stay in the game because if your first highest interest rate card or debt is at 25%, but it's for $20,000 and you've got to spend the first 18 months just paying off that one card, Half of your people are going to leave. They'll never get past that first card. They'll never get over the first hump and you've lost them. So the, the, the human factor, the, the emotional factor is tremendous. Um, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's important. I, I very often will give out to people a goal thermometer, you know, like you see at the park when they're raising money for something, because you don't get that feel good factor 
um, you know, immediately. So I'll have give them a red marker. I keep a thing of Crayola red markers and a goal thermometer, and we'll put the different levels of their debt so that they can color it in as they go, so that they realize that they're making this tremendous progress. Um, and that each time they pay off a different debt, they're really building towards that ultimate goal. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just note, I read in, a, I don't know if you've ever read a book by Andrew Tobias, I think it's called um, maybe The Only Investment Guide You'll Ever Need or so, you know, some variation of that. So something very interesting he mentioned was that um, often when he deals with people who are in you know, large financial debt, usually he'll tell them, even though it makes more sense you know, uh, to pay off the high interest as opposed to whatever you might make in the stock market or savings, he says, he always tells them to open up a, a small mutual fund, small account, put in a little bit, just so they see you know, that, that they're building something. Even though it makes, you know, if you do the math out, it's, it's, you know, they'll make, be making a lot more uh, time the other way, you know, I liked how you addressed that, that, that human factor, the idea that, um, that, that it's not just, we're not just dealing with robots who are going to be able to do it, but people are going to end up trailing off in another direction. So you need to give them sort, sort of encouragement. I, I find that concept very interesting. It's exactly. And also one of the things, you know, we look back, let's take it a step, a step further. Um, I, my, I did my first budget when I was seven years old. My accountant uh, dad uh, and my mom gave us a piece of paper and said, okay, write down all of the things you need and how much you think they're going to cost. And we were literally like in third grade and everyone else was just going shopping with their parents. And I was writing three skirts, four shirts and just that exercise. Thank God it was done in a, in a very, you know, warm and loving way. And it wasn't like a, we can't buy you clothing, you know, but, but the fact of going through and thinking that through and saying, wait, how much do I need? Do I need seven skirts? If I see seven skirts in the store that I like, do I need all of them? How can you at the 